Hop on the Jump Seat Podcast with Flight as we talk to aviation leaders, entrepreneurs, and innovators as they make their airline operations safer, more profitable, and friendlier for passengers and the environment alike. Come along for the ride as we discuss how game-changing technology such as big data, AI, and 5G impact how airlines deal with their ever-changing and challenging business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Jump Seat. My name is Chris Glass. I am a product owner uh, with Flight Aerospace, and I'm here with Wes Gardner. Wes, how are you doing today? Yeah, great, Chris. Thanks for having me out. Now, where where are we calling you from? We're calling uh, in Calgary. Where are you located right now? Uh, yeah, I'm in a much warmer place in Calgary at the moment. I'm uh, at home in Bangkok, actually. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm not far, grew up not far from you guys, just up uh, in Edmonton, just outside of Edmonton. So I'm a Canadian Alberta boy. Um, I, I grew up there and started my flying career very young. I wanted to be a pilot ever since uh, I remember speaking with my grandfather, who was a, a PBY captain in the, the Royal Air Force. So right from... As far as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be in aviation. I want to be a pilot. And uh, just, you know, I just about never finished high school because I bought a share in a flying club. And uh, I was known to skip a few classes in high school trying to build my hours and get my licenses. Eventually made my way up north after high school and started working in the bush, flying, you know, for some some Canadian companies like Ken Boric Air and Green Airways up in Red Lake and Spent a lot of time, uh, you know, crafting my trade up, up in the north in floats and skis and tundra tires, and then took a bit of a, a right turn and ended up in the Maldives flying uh, twin otters for Ken Boric Air. And uh, since then, which was back in 2005, I've been in Asia ever since. Um, just kind of working my way up through, through different aircraft. Uh, I did some work for the UN in Africa on a Dash 7 which was uh, the company was actually a customer of flight back then. This is in 2007, 2008. And uh, then eventually made my way to Macau, China, and then back to the Maldives again, where I helped start up an airline where we were, again, a customer of flight with uh, the AFERS, the original 228 or the 220, sorry, and uh, used the fuel program, the fuel management program, the predecessor to FuelSense. And... Um, yeah, so that's brought me all the way to Thailand, and and now I've had this opportunity to get involved in a startup in Bermuda, and that's what that's what we're working on now, and we're going to be another customer of Flight. Well, we do appreciate you keep coming back to us. Uh, was the first time uh, back in Africa when uh, you were first exposed to Flight? Yeah, we we had you know there was uh, a fleet of Dash Sevens, and we had a little laptop that was just right beside the first officer, just a, a little, little guy. And we had some free text messaging there. So we were able to send our, our UIs to our dispatch in, up in North Bay. And uh, yeah, it worked great. It was my first exposure to any kind of connectivity in an airplane. And, you know, everything in a Dash 7 is all steam driven, right? So and then, now we've got this, this laptop beside us where we can, you know, be in the the deep heart of Africa and the jungle, and we're we're still connected to our, our dispatch in North Bay in Ontario. It was uh, it was eye opening for me. It was it was pretty cool actually. So, 
from Africa to the Maldives to Thailand and now on to your latest adventure. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Coral Jet will be the first airline to be based out of Bermuda. Um, I got welcomed into the group uh, probably nine or ten months ago. And we've been just working diligently on, on putting all the pieces in place to, to get the AOC. We're currently well into the AOC certification process, submitting manuals. Uh, we're doing some recruitment of crews right now, uh, building out the team. Uh, hope to move into some offices here pretty shortly. And, uh, you know, with, with all things going well, we should have our AOC by uh, April, May timeframe this year. Excellent. And uh, what a cool country to be operating out of. A lot of people uh, don't know how, how far away from the rest of the Caribbean that uh, Bermuda actually is. Yeah, we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere there in the Atlantic. You know, the closest place is about two hours away. And that would probably be, uh, you know, Nantucket, just in Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful island. There's about 70,000 people that live there, but the, obviously the tourist industry is, is quite big. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great place for an airline just geographically uh, in the future once we start looking at uh, you know, expansion into possibly transatlantic flying and, and right. down into South America. So no, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a great operation. Uh, we've got a great team we're putting together. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, that's really cool, and it's definitely one of the islands I, I really want to get uh, get myself on one of these days soon. So when you get started, I'm gonna have to come and visit you. Yeah, well, we, we're the door will always be open, Chris. We love having visitors. So, well, that's exciting. Uh, with with everything that's going on in the world with the pandemic and the effect it's had on airlines, uh, what a fun time to be starting an airline. How do you, how do you think uh, COVID-19 is going to affect uh, the launch of Coral Jet and, and the industry as a whole? Well, you know, I hope that we're starting to come out of it. I hope we're, we're starting to see the end of it. So um, if you see around the industry, most of the major airlines are all recalling their pilots that were on, on furlough. Um, lots of airlines are doing new hiring. So, you know, that, that usually indicates that there is, there is going to be a, a shift here. And I think our timing is going to be pretty good. Um, the Bermudian government's pretty keen on, on, you know, obviously boosting their tourist industry. And so we'd like to be a part of that somehow. Um, cargo is also still pretty big. Cargo into the Caribbean and into Bermuda. I mean, obviously on these island uh, nations, everything has to be flowing in for the most part, right? Um, so I, I think we're, we're, we're set up pretty good timing-wise to, to take advantage of, of the opportunity as we come out of this pandemic. Right. And being a startup, um, it gives you the freedom to uh, not fall into that trap of uh, we've always done it this way, or this is the way uh, this airline or that airline in particular has always operated. Uh, how do you feel about the freedom of being able to start an airline uh, in a bit of a different fashion and and to kind of reimagine things? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's two ways I look at airline. There's there's the startup, and then there's the actual running of the operation once once you have the AOC. Um, you know, this will be my third startup. 
I, I enjoy building something because like you say, you're starting from a, a clean sheet of paper. Um, so we're able to, you know, put into place infrastructure and systems that will allow us to start off and develop good habits. Um, you know, and, which is part of the reason why, you know, we've come back to flight again is to use some of your systems and your, your products to, to help us build those good habits, fuel sense, uh, you know, the, the real-time exceedance reporting, the engine trend monitoring, uh, all, all these things are going to allow us to be more efficient, develop good habits, and, uh, you know, effectively just, just be a, a, a good operating airline with, you know, with, uh, with, with proper procedures and, and, you know, starting off from the beginning, it's just a great opportunity to, to put everything, you know, in the right place at the right time. Right. So you said something there that I want to kind of get you to expand on a little bit. You were talking about real-time data and real-time information. How does that help you uh, as an airline operator uh, when you're able to get your data in real-time in a way that you can consume it? Well, obviously, in an airline, there's a lot of decision-making, right? Uh, Every day, every hour, you're always making decisions that are going to affect the course of the day, the week, the month, Um, you know, the crewing, everything. So if we have real-time information, that allows us to make better decisions. Um, you know, uh, the engine exceedances, for example, uh, which I, I'm familiar with from a pre- previous operation, uh, it literally saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars because we had the ability to see a deterioration of an engine that was not yet at the manufacturer's limits to, to investigate. So we had to set our triggers a little bit higher than the, than the, the manufacturer's triggers. And it allow us to look into the engine. We determined that there was a, there was a deterioration of a part a component, and we were able to mitigate that, change it out and continue flying the engine. Had we not done that, you know, who knows? We, we may have had a, a serious issue with an engine and that was operating into an island destination like the Maldives. It's not easy to get an engine into an island destination. You know, right. Bermuda, there's, there's, there's one wide body aircraft that comes in and they don't carry in aircraft engines with them, right? So at that point, you're now chartering a freighter or some sort of military aircraft to bring in you a replacement engine. So just being able to insure against that sort of a risk, is, it's worth the, the, the small amount of money that it, it takes to have that, that functionality. And that ability for us to make those types of decisions. Yeah, well, it, when you can get those avoidable costs out of your uh, out of your operation ahead of time, that really does give you a big advantage. Especially being a small operation, right? We're not going to have a huge fleet to start with, so we have to take care of the airplanes that we have. You know, we can't afford to to have aircrafts go down for a long period of time. Yeah, especially if you want to optimize your schedule and have your aircraft utilization uh, on the higher end, you can't afford to really have that downtime. No, absolutely. Uh, You're 100% correct. So you touched on one of our products uh, that we're coming out with uh, for uh, software and actionable intelligence uh, called FuelSense. Uh, FuelSense helps you reduce your your controllable fuel burn. How do you feel that's going to help you at Coral Jet? Well, I mean, in, in terms of cost savings, yes, I'm sure there will be some cost savings, but 
with only two aircraft, it's probably not not a huge savings. But where it does does help us is is we can see um, along with our flight data analysis, we can see where we're maybe uh, a little bit um, you know slow on correcting things. You know things like dragging in approaches when you're when you're putting gear down, when you're putting your final flap setting down. Um, you know, as long as you're, you're stabilized, that's great, but you know, you don't want to do it too early because now that you're burning extra fuel. So it's going to help us develop some good habits that we can take back to our training department and say, you know, here guys, here's some, here's some additional data to the flight data analysis. And we would like to try and be a little bit more efficient in these areas. So we see it as more than just a cost savings tool, but it's, going to be more of a proactive tool in, in making sure that we have good habits when we're flying the aircraft. Right. And as a startup, uh, it's easier to get those habits started when you only have uh, two, three, four or five planes versus a fleet of 100, 180, that kind of thing where uh, attitudes and habits are harder to change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys are aware it's 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 tough for companies, especially large companies, to introduce new systems and, and infrastructure because it, you know, it's a lot of people having to jump onto the same page at the same time. And, and often that doesn't go very smoothly. So, you know, if, if, if we can start this from the beginning and you know, kind of send, set an ethos of, you know, how we want to operate, then I think the guys are going to be, you know, more comfortable. They're going to enjoy their job a little bit more. They're not going to feel stressed and, and uh, it just works out for everyone. Right. One of the, one of the other challenges that uh, we're hearing from some of our customers in Europe and North America are uh, regulations around emissions and, and greenhouse gases. Uh, how do you feel that may affect CoralJet in the future? And how do you think FuelSense could help you with that? Well, we don't we don't have the same ETS trading schemes as as the EU has, so we're we don't have that to contend with, but obviously, you know, the more efficient you are at operating your aircraft, the less fuel you burn and, you know, thus less emissions you have to, or that you're putting out into the environment. So uh, it definitely helps for sure. It gives you that visibility of, of how you're operating the airplane and you can make adjustments, you know, through training, through information to the crews that just allows them to be, operate a little bit more efficiently. One question I had, uh, just out of curiosity for myself, uh, I actually didn't have it written down in my notes, but you say this is your third startup airline. It is, yes. So what advice would you have to somebody who wanted to start an airline? Well, you don't always get what you want. So, you know, you have to have a strong plan in the beginning and you have to be able to be adaptable. Um, Obviously, you know, you want to find a project that's sufficiently funded um, and everyone is, is on the same, the same page. You're, you know, you're allowed to do your job. Um, yeah, every startup's different. It's, there's no cookie cutter, uh, approach to this. I mean, even some of these franchise airlines like AirAsia and whatnot, they're operating in different regulatory environments. So there are slight changes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really a process, I think, where you have guidelines that you have to follow. There's, you know, strict regulation in terms of manuals and documentation and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of room for you to really design how you want the airline to look. And, you know, every time it's different. Um, 
uh, being adaptable and flexible and being able to adjust to changes is, is probably the, the biggest advice that I could give. And here at Flight, we want to help you be adaptable and adjust to those changes as you see them with, with some of the tools that we have for you. Yeah, well, my experience so far with Flight has been uh, is nothing but great. You know, everyone that's come to see us and, um, you know, I've been to the offices there a couple of times. Everyone's great to deal with. There's, you know, everyone's always welcome and friendly and, you know, response time's great. Customer service is good. So, yeah, I definitely don't have an issue with flight. One last question before I let you get back to your morning and we get back to our evening here in Calgary. Uh, so you've gone from uh, Edmonton to Macau to, to Thailand. You've seen it all. You've seen the world. Uh, where's your favorite place in the world? What's Where do you like to spend your time on vacation? Uh, I like to roam around. I, I You know, we don't, uh, the family, we don't usually go to the same place more than once or twice very often. Um, I spent, you know, 13 years in the Maldives. If you have the opportunity to go hang out at a resort in the Maldives, I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, we, we've been to a number of resorts there and they're amazing. Uh, I expect Bermuda is going to be very similar in that it's, you know, it's a, it's a big destination. Um, I like being in the mountains. You know, I, I don't think I have a favorite place, to be honest with you, Chris. Um, I've spent a lot of time in the tropics, though, so it's, uh, it's easy to, to, to pick some places around here in Asia that are they're pretty beautiful. Um, but also back home in Canada in the summertime, it's pretty tough to beat. The wintertime, I'll leave that for you guys. <laughs> so it seems like as long as there's warm weather at a beach, you're going to be happy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with the hot weather. Um, I spent my fair share of time up in Inuvik and Iqaluit and Resolute Bay in the middle of winter, you know, 24 hour darkness, minus 45 weather. Yeah, I'm okay here. It's minus, it's not minus, it's plus 30 out today. Uh, it's uh, wow. 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock this morning. I'm okay with that. I'll take it any day. I had to shovel my uh, walk yesterday, so I don't think that's fair, but that's okay. Uh, I'm done with my questions for you. I'm very excited that you're coming back to, to flight as a customer and looking forward to seeing Coral Jet out of Bermuda and uh, maybe getting down to Bermuda and checking out the operation one day. Uh, and I'd really like to thank you for the time you spent with us today. Uh, it's been uh, my pleasure uh, getting to know you a little bit better and I can't wait to meet in person. Yeah, Chris, like I said, you know, you guys are always welcome to come over to Bermuda. It's not far. So one connection through Toronto and you're there. So uh, we'll have right. cold ones waiting for you when you get off the airplane. Now, does Bermuda have its own beer? I know a lot of the Caribbean destinations uh, like uh, Barbados has Banks beer. Uh, does Bermuda have their own brand? Well, to be honest, I haven't been to the island yet. Uh, I'm going there <laughs> at the end of the month. I have not heard of the local beer, but I have heard of some rum that's apparently pretty good. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time today, and uh, can't wait to see you in person. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to The Jump Seat. Catch the next episode on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on LinkedIn at Flight.